0: KZLX LP
1: Maryville Views and opinions expressed on Tuesday Takeover are not representative of KZLX or Northwest Missouri State University. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show.
2: the Bears have won. rush.
0: Cousins on the last play of regulation. Tucks it to the end zone. Caught. Michigan State's caught it on a rebound. Touchdown. Michigan State down. High snap. Kelly has to collect it. Makes a desperation heave in the traffic. Trendwell off his hands and into the hands of Navarro. A crazy catch and a touchdown for the Rebels.
2: To Franks. Franks dropping back, stepping up,
1: running the ball, looking, looking. He's going to heave one deep down the field. It's going to be
0: to the goal line. It's going to be caught. It's a touchdown. And the Gators have won the game. Doesn't go down. Griffin inside the ten. Heisman touchdown. Wow, Robert Griffin the third. Oh, he has trouble with the snap. And the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable! Rosa fakes the spike, and he touchdown. Whoa! Jordan Leslie! Dan Marino would be proud. No, does not have the leg. And
1: Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes
0: Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the midfield go back. He ran it back
1: 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. yo what's going on maryville hope you all had a great thanksgiving you are tuned in now to tuesday takeover we're back we took a week off it's our final show for the semester and when we come back it's going to be all basketball all the time and mr nolan brooks and myself awesome norton literally just cannot wait for that to start but you know what we also can't wait for we cannot wait for this weekend, why? Because it's championship weekend in Division One college football. Conference championship time is here, and my gosh, there are some tremendous matchups as expected. A lot happened over Thanksgiving. Some crazy shakeups. Um, history has been made, um, and that history being the Crimson Tide are n- out. They are not going to be in the college football playoffs. No chance. Unbelievable, um, Nick Saban, and this is a crazy stat. Um, shout out to Andrew Botwinick for throwing this one to me. Pretty incredible. Um, Alabama fell to Auburn, and they are eight and O. When Alabama, Nick Saban particularly, Nick Saban is eight and and0 against Auburn when they when the Tigers have eight or less wins. When the Tigers have nine or more wins, Nick Saban is 0-8. Pretty unbelievable stat there, and that's what happened. Tigers got to nine wins, and they beat Alabama on one of the craziest Iron Bowls probably of all time. Um, Other than that one that we always play in the intro with the kick six. I mean, that's obviously the number one. I think we can all agree on that. But again, we are here for you for the next two hours here on KZLX, breaking down college football playoffs outlook it's going to be the final projection Um, we'll look at the weekly recap of some of the games to now set up these conference championship games that we're going to talk about we're going to preview we're going to pick we're actually going to pick all five of the conference championship games including the ACC Pac-12 we don't really talk about those teams very often just due to time constraints I mean we could if we wanted to I mean we'd be here for five hours and I think we'd be okay with that (laughs) Um, but I don't know if the listeners would be intrigued for five hours. I mean, Nolan and I could talk... Talk 12 is not worth your time man anyway. Nolan and I could sit here for probably six hours and be perfectly content, but, yep. you know... Everyone else, I don't know. And
3: We don't want to <laughs> murder your ears with content.
1: We so, enjoy giving you content, but we don't want to overdo is, it. This is the one time a year we are going to talk about the five Power Five conferences, mostly because there's only five games, um, just the five conference championships. And then we are going to go into a special edition of Mascot Matchup. It is your favorite segment. We're bringing it back, and it is the championship edition of the Mascot Matchups. So we are looking... We're going Mountain West, we're going Conference USA, we're going Sunbelt, we're going Division 2, Super Region 3 Championship, we're going, of course, all the Power Fives, and then college basketball is starting to really get into a groove. There are two incredible games tonight on ESPN, we're going to talk about those games, we're going to look at the AP poll because history has been made in the college basketball AP poll as well with one of the Biggest jumps in history, the biggest jump in history in terms of the AP poll rankings, which sets up for a tremendous matchup this evening. We'll talk about that. But right now, as we always do, first of all, Nolan, how was your Thanksgiving? It was fantastic.
3: Uh, I know, got to go home, eat some food, see some family, everything you want.
1: Now, what's, a what's a, like your favorite Thanksgiving item? What's your go-to, like must-have staple your favorite mm. probably a good smoked ham ham or or Whoa. some cheesy potatoes okay i I'm, I'm a big cheesy potato fan myself but ham that's kind of so no turkey at the, oh, no turkey's there okay but you're a but ham guy ham Yes. Okay, that's actually pretty unique. That's yes. actually. Pre- I'm a mashed potatoes guy. I'm a mashed potatoes and gravy guy. I keep it pretty simple. Carbs. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, you know, if you, if you don't gain 15 pounds on Thanksgiving, are you doing it right? Like, uh, no, I don't think you. You're are. You're not. You're not fully invested in the festivities. You're wasting
3: if- grandmama's
1: time. See, that's what I'm saying. You're like, wasting her time. She's cooking. she's there to make you gain 15 <laughs> pounds, and if you don't, I mean, you're not doing it right. Um, and. For me, yes, mashed potatoes and gravy. But a really good question brought up to me. Tucker Quinn, fellow mass media student, brought up a really good question. What is one of the more underrated items at the at the table? What's one of the more underrated items? Because obviously you got the staples, you got the turkey, you got the mashed potatoes and gravy, you got the green bean casserole, like what you got the cranberry sauce maybe, you know. What's what's an underrated item that like a lot of people like, but they, they don't really you know, think of initially. It's a really good question. It stumped me for a little bit. It
3: stumped me for a little. That might hurt my brain more than picking these games. I know that's why I was like,
1: "Let's get this think, out of the way, so then we can get to the easy stuff." I think <laughs> you know what pink fluff is. I've heard of it. Yes, pink fluff is. Is underrated it like Jello? Is it kind of like no. Jello? But it's okay.
3: It's almost like it's Whip almost cream? like yeah, like whipped cream with like chunks of stuff. A fruit? Yeah, and stuff like that. it, And it's called pink fluff. And I think that's underrated because that's something that's always at the table at my family get-togethers for Thanksgiving. And anytime I brought it up to anyone else, they don't know what it is. So,
1: I think for me, pink fluff. Now, I always – I said – and Tucker said this as well – the rolls. That's just something that's always there. You're not thought of. But it's like – you gotta have the right rolls, though. You gotta have the right rolls, of course. But it's like a must-have in a way because you know when when you eat everything, but then you got the gravy left on the plate. What's the roll for? You got you know you scoop up that gravy with the roll. You see, so it's like it's very like overlooked, but it's almost essential in a way. But yet, no one mentions it. That's the hardest thing. That's the most difficult conversation (laughs) we are going to have today. Um, But let's go to the new uh, AP slash college football playoff poll. Really, it's college football playoff poll. Um, This is what it was last week. They come out tonight. Um, Last week, it was Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia, Bama, Utah. Um, Five out of those six teams won. And pretty convincingly, Michigan is who Ohio State played, dominated 56-27 in the big house. LSU defeated Texas a and 50-7. Clemson defeated South Carolina 38-3. Georgia defeated Georgia Tech 52-7. Bama, of course, loses in the Iron Bowl 48-45. And Utah defeated Colorado 45-15. So we look at that. Do you expect any... Shake up tonight. Um, In the top four first, because obviously there is top six,
3: top four make make it. Yeah. Okay, so Um,
1: in the same order. Do you have the same order in that top four? I would.
3: I would almost be surprised, or not. I wouldn't be actually. Sorry, I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State gets bumped back to number one. Simply because they just went and got another big win over a right Big Ten team on the road. On the road, very convincing win. Uh, so I would I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State makes a jump back to one simply because of strength of schedule. Uh, LSU a lock at two, no lower than two. Uh, honestly, I don't see any movement with Georgia simply because they're or Clemson. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Clemson definitely. I think Clemson should be a guaranteed number 3. I, I don't think agree. they should drop below 3. Uh, Georgia
1: I I almost I would I mean, want
3: to see Utah get in at 4, right. but they're not going to. Right. Because a Utah playing an LSU, while well, that sounds fantastic. Georgia and LSU, two SEC teams. Get the SEC teams to knock each other out, and then you don't have to worry about an SEC versus SEC national title.
1: So who's your five, who's your six? Because I think this is where it's interesting for a lot of people.
3: Five, I agree with Utah. Six, actually, I agree with what it's got right now. One through six, I agree with, uh, but I would put Ohio State at
1: one. Other than that? So I you think you have it's five Utah, six OU. Yes, I have the exact same. I have it, it, when it comes out tonight. It, it just wouldn't make sense to put
3: Oklahoma above Utah right now, right? Because Utah has played better than Oklahoma and, has, right? But if Oklahoma wins the Big Twelve and Utah loses, I would, I wouldn't be surprised to see some shifting going on if Oklahoma magically finds its way in. Simply because now, if you can beat Baylor
1: twice, I don't know, but that, that's tough so, so yeah. Georgia
3: mean, and LSU got to play each right,
1: other. and so we'll look at the final AP poll, and then we'll talk about who we. We'll give our picks on who we think the final final four will be, um, which will be released. I believe Sunday is when they actually release it. Um, right after the championship Saturday. They released it on that following Sunday. But we're going to look at the AP poll final, and we're going to look at the local teams that we've been covering, where they finished up. Uh, Ohio State at 2, LSU 1, Georgia 4, Bama 5, OU 7, Florida 8, Minnesota 9. A lot of the teams that we've been looking at pretty closely this year have finished inside of the top 10, as we're saying currently. Michigan 10, Baylor 11, Penn State 12, Wisconsin 13, A little bit of a jump, Auburn 16, Iowa 19, Oklahoma State 21, Um, and that's it. Um, Those are the teams that we looked at pretty closely this season. That's where they finished up in the AP Top 25, and we look at, now I'm going to ask you the difficult question, let's look at kind of what we started with this season It was, remind me of your college football playoff when we started the show, episode one. I'll do the same, and then we'll give our final estimations, final predictions.
3: I think if I remember correctly, I had Clemson at one, Alabama two, uh, three Georgia, and four, uh, excuse me, uh, Oklahoma. You had Notre Dame. No that's sorry right. yeah yep. Notre Dame Notre Dame Notre was Dame the was your four. F- 4 Yeah, the final one to get in they would be at like a 5 or 6 and I said that they
1: would right. make it in based on schedule. And I had I had Clemson 1, Bama 2, uh OU 3 and Ohio State 4. That was mine 4. Now I'll ask you who do you think it will end up being on Sunday, the final final 4. The final final 4. <laughs> Of The college football playoff, no Alabama, unbelievable. Well, to be honest, in what order? Let's both go, let, let's, let's do it like this you give your one, I'll give my one, etc., all the way to six. Let's go all the way to six. One's going to be Ohio State. I think one will be LSU, okay. And I'm assuming we probably have that flipped then at two. I have LSU at two, two, or I, no, I have Ohio State at two. And two, I would LSU. have LSU locked. See, I have, I have LSU at one because I think a win over Georgia is more impressive than a win over Wisconsin. Does that make sense? I don't know. That's close, and I think that the committee will say, look, LSU's played in the tougher conference all season. They have the tougher strength to schedule. So that's why I have LSU one." That's true. So L- I have LSU. Nolan has Ohio State. I have Ohio State at two. Nolan has LSU. Now we're both at three. Clemson, 100%. I have Clemson, 100% as well. They will not move. Now, number four. Four (laughs) to six. Four to six gets crazy.
3: I would put Oklahoma in, honestly. So would I. If Utah, even if Utah manages to beat Oregon in the Pac-12, if Oklahoma beats Baylor in convincing fashion and LSU drops off Georgia, Oklahoma
1: slides right in. I think so too, and I'm I'm like yeah, we're both Big Twelve. That sounds guys. like a lot, but it's honestly in hindsight that's not a lot that would have and to happen. And as much as I want Utah to be in that fourth spot, because I think it'd be fun. You were just talking about it. How much fun would it be to see Utah play LSU? That'd be amazing. Like I I want no Bama throw in Utah. That's awesome. We don't. I mean that now doesn't happen. That hasn't happened. It's kind of been the same six, seven teams. But I think that you'd have to put uh, Oklahoma in because champion, their only loss is to a Kansas State team on the road. And they beat Baylor twice, a ranked team twice. Um, And this is, I think, the biggest key, more fans, more, more money. More money. I mean, that's that's just wrong. But put your put yourself in the shoes of a committee member. You are trying to get the highest TV ratings, you're trying to get the most money, you're going to do that with OU. An OU versus LSU game, I think would be more profitable than a Utah LSU game. As much as I think everyone would watch it and say, go Utah, in terms of revenue and, and, you know, college football playoff T shirts and hats and all that, but OU OU gets that. They just have more fans, more people than Utah. That's just it's just how it is. is. are football they are a college football pl- powerhouse. There are Oklahoma Sooner fans in North Dakota. Are there any Utah fans in North Dakota? I don't know. But I guarantee you there's Oklahoma fans in North Dakota, or you know, Maine. Who knows? Oklahoma's a college football powerhouse. They bring in money. So, as unfortunate as that may be, that's kind of just how it is. That's how it works. That is. It's, it's now.
3: I think one matchup I'm kind of sad isn't going to happen would be an OU Alabama. Bama. Oh yeah, no. That doubt. would that would soar ticket sales through the roof. Can you imagine Jalen Hurts rematch? <laughs> he uh, wouldn't get. Tua, though.
1: You don't think? No. I, I don't either.
3: Tua is out for the
1: year. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see I'm what saying you're saying. Right i right now. I see what you're saying.
3: Right now. But I, see what you're saying. I still think it would be a, a good game. But
1: and here's the I biggest, digress. And here's what's tough in determining OU or Utah. Let's say both conference champions, both won loss. Both of their losses are in conference. Utah on the road to a USC team, 8-4, and four. Oklahoma on the road to a Kansas State team, 8-4, and four. there's not really any difference right now. Like, they are, I mean, you could say USC's ranked, but they're 25th. So, I mean, yeah, they're ranked. It, it would be really tough to judge, like, on paper, who deserves it more, Utah or Oklahoma. That's why I think it comes down to other aspects such as money. Which is unfortunate, but it's just how it is. So That's how it works. They gotta so, sell tickets. So who are the first two we have left out? I have Utah at five, I'm assuming you do as well.
3: Yeah, you, you I would put Utah at five. If they win if they win against Oregon, put them at five right outside. Uh,
1: six I'd probably put either Minnesota or Bama. You would put Minnesota back up there? Or uh, no, not Minnesota. Um I'd probably put isn't it crazy probably that Florida, put Bama or Florida is right Florida. there? I'd probably put Bama or Florida. That is crazy.
3: <laughs> Florida was supposed to be out of it. Yeah, I'd probably put Bama I mean, or if you Florida. think about it, if Baylor beats Oklahoma, Oregon beats Utah, LSU beats Georgia, does Florida slide in? I don't oh, know, man. Wow. wow, I didn't even really... <sighs> Do they, though? I don't know. Ah, boy, that'd be cool. If Baylor won, though, I would almost see them if putting Baylor, won, Baylor then they would back put, in.
1: I feel like they would put Baylor in over Florida. But, yeah. boy, that would be interesting. I don't, interesting. I don't, I mean, it is. Oh, my gosh. Final college football playoff poll will be released Sunday. It's championship weekend. But first, we are going to go back. We're going to look at what happened during week 14 of college football. Tune in to the next, we're here with you for what? The next hour 40? You're tuning in to X106 Tuesday Takeover.
0: Off of turn number four, two drivers run door to door, beating and banging, racing to get to the checkered flag. Said now it's Monday, and you've missed it. Every Monday, from 3 to 4, Jacob Blair and Trevor Mater will get you up to speed on everything in the racing world. Race analysis, results, current driver standings, and the biggest storylines in the world of NASCAR and IndyCar. Listen live on the TuneIn app. Every Monday, 3 to 4, on X106.
1: Hello? Hi, day-to-day picks. I need your help. Will the Chiefs win the AFC West for a fourth straight year? Will the Cowboys be relevant again? Who do I need to make sure I keep my eye on for fantasy football? Whoa, 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 slow down there. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and I will answer all of this and more Thursday from 2 to 4 on Day-to-Day Picks, hosted by Andrew Botwinick, only on X106.
2: If you like the X-106 sports team, make sure to check out our podcasts and Bearcat Athletic Sports Updates. You can find those on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and other podcast outlets. Even if you missed us live, we will always be there one click away in your pocket or on your laptop. X-106 Sports.
1: Join us here on X106 for live broadcasts of Northwest Missouri State Bearcat home games. In the fall, catch Bearcat football and volleyball matchups. In the winter, tune in for Bearcat men's and women's basketball home games. And in the spring, turn your dial to KZLX for Bearcat baseball. Every season, live home games from the sports crew at X106 Sports. And welcome back to Tuesday Takeover here on X106, Awesome McNorton. And Nolan Brooks here with you as we will be set to preview championship weekend. But first, we got to go back. Who's in these championship games? How did they get there based off of week 14? And we'll start first with who won the Big Ten West? Who gets to play Ohio State in Indianapolis in that Big Ten championship game? Wisconsin. And Minnesota, the site of College Game Day, I believe it was the first time that College Game Day was in Minneapolis for the Gophers. I'm not sure. I think it was – I think it might have been the first. Um, but Wisconsin, they take home the Paul Bunyan Axe, which I think is honestly probably one of the coolest like rivalry trophies there is. Like You get an axe, and, and they showed all the highlights of this on Game Day, and they showed it um, after the game in Wisconsin won – Every time the team that wins, they take the axe and pretend like they're chopping down the goalposts of, like, wherever they're playing, which I think is kind of cool. I think that's a sweet uh, rivalry trophy. But, you know, Jonathan Taylor did his thing, and the Badgers went on to win in a snowy game, of course. I mean, what would you expect? 38-17 to 17 over Minnesota. Um, they were... Holding a narrow lead, but they had an impressive second half, scoring 28 points to the Gophers' 10. That's kind of what did it. Um, the second half, they take back the X. Now Wisconsin set to take on Ohio State. We'll preview that game, but this game was, uh, specifically was pretty fun.
3: Yeah, I think this was the kind of game Wisconsin needed to. I agree. Kind of keep their name in some kind of running. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the called football playoff in any sense, but they did just what they needed to uh, to get back in that Big Ten title game uh, and get a shot at Ohio State because honestly, that's what, that's who everybody aims for now in the Big Ten. Is if you beat Ohio State, uh, even if you don't make the playoff, uh, you you've all but you've all but completed your year. Right. So I mean, I I think I was the only one out of all of us that picked wisconsin for that game i think you i i know i i picked minnesota and uh, i mean to you sir jonathan taylor only had 76 yards but he had two touchdowns i think you i think you saw how wisconsin managed the clock a little bit better in the second half uh I mean, honestly... They did what
1: what they should be doing pretty much every game. Like, get a lead, run the football, and you win. You're the best running back in the nation. They shouldn't lose when they're up, although they have. They lost to Illinois, um, and then, of course, Ohio State. But like Wisconsin did what they should be able to do almost every game if they have a lead at halftime. It was like what you were just saying, perfect to a T for them. It was really an all-around impressive game. So now set up for the Big Ten Championship game, uh, a rematch against the Buckeyes, and we'll preview that here in just a second. But let's look around the rest of the Big Ten. Some pretty interesting games, even some ones that we thought might not be super close, of course, starting with Black Friday in Lincoln, where the Cornhuskers and the Hawkeyes were in a pretty tight game. Um I was or Iowa went into the halftime locker room with a twenty four to nothing or twenty four ten lead. Nebraska comes all the way back to tie the game in the third quarter and then Iowa kicks a game winning field goal in the fourth quarter where uh is there <laughs> I don't know if you saw the video, but uh the, their kicker, um, Duncan, kicks it, looks down at Scott Frost on the sideline, points at him, and starts running to the end zone with the game winner. Pretty brutal, and we're sorry, Cornhusker fans, you if you have any, you know, ill will to the Hawkeyes, but Yeah, I mean, you gotta respect it. That's kind of a kind of a power move. Well Game winner pointing at the head coach <laughs> and running down to the other end. I think I think at this
3: point, Everyone knows Iowa's not going anywhere with this. They'll get a bowl game, but you got a rivalry game in your last regular season game. I mean, why not? Go crazy, man. Why not? On the road too, I think. Right. That that's what surprises me the most. Um but then again I did take Iowa in that takes, game. It's just
1: it takes Nebraska out of a bowl game yet again. They finish they finished five and seven, three and six in the big ten. What's now? What's now? The um, the narrative with Scott Frost? How impatient are these fans, or are they like, this is our guy? We need to back him, no matter what. Well, I think I think they were already
3: in a hole that was too big to get out of. Um, they did give Scott Frost his extension through twenty twenty three, so that is there. And they've given him a platform to build on for four more years, and that's I think I think that's going to need to be huge. That's the fact that that they're giving him. I think it's
1: already huge.
3: They're giving him a shot for well three three more years, right? And if I'm Scott Frost, reset, go out. I mean, they're not going to play in a bowl game, so now you're going to get more time. Go out, reset the dial, find out what you need to do to get this team back. 5-7 5-7 and seven obviously is not what Nebraska should have been. I mean, coming into the year, Martinez was supposed to be a Heisman winner.
1: That's pretty true.
3: And he wasn't even close. So yeah. this Nebraska team had a high ceiling, uh, but the ladder to
1: get to the ceiling was kicked out from underneath their feet. I think that is huge what you were talking about with the contract extension because my thought has always been with like new head coaches is – you have to give them time to bring in their guys, their recruits, not the team that they inherited. You know, like if you, if you just give him three years, then he doesn't have time to all the guys he's recruited to come up and play, you know, like he's just playing with the players that he inherited. Um, Not the players he recruited, not the players he necessarily wanted. It's just the guys that were there that were left over um, essentially. So I think the contract extension is is a good thing for Nebraska to say look this is our guy we are going to give him the time we're gonna give him six years which I or up until 2023 so that would be uh five years of time which I think is perfect that's you have time to get all of your recruits into the lineup the you know till 2023 so like that's great I think that's a, a Great contract decision. I think Nebraska, yeah, you're sad now. We missed out of ball a bowl game again. But you should be excited for the future. So we'll see what happens with Nebraska. Again, Ohio State, they defeat Michigan in the big house. Yet again, Jim Harbaugh can't beat the Buckeyes. 56-27, not close. I... Phew. Again, I guess the narrative goes to the head coaching job with Jim Harbaugh. Got a little testy in the post-game press conference. Um, A reporter asked, um, he said, what's the difference between you and Ohio State? Was there like a talent gap? Are there coaching problems? And he said, I'm not going to answer insults. I'll I'll answer your question. He's like, it's not an insult. And he says, they're just a good football team. So you can tell he's hearing the noise. He's hearing the controversy. He's been hearing it for Two three years he's, now, he, he's he's listening to it. Like all these coaches, oh well, I don't read any of that. I don't. He he has been. He knows it's there, and he's getting a little frustrated
3: with it. Uh, and I think he's has every right to be frustrated. I mean, it's been a standard at Michigan that if you're going to stick around, you, gotta you beat have Ohio to beat State. Ohio State. You have to. You could lose. You could lose to Michigan State. You could lose to Wisconsin. Lose to Penn State. But, but if, if you, you don't beat, beat Ohio State, you can
1: lose probably every game. But if you beat Ohio State, all right, good season. Exactly. Right? That's just how heated that's this how, rivalry that's how, is.
3: That's how it works, and I think Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh knows that. I mean, the I man played there. I mean, he knows. He knows what it's about. But it's just, it's just kind of a, a situation where Ohio State's just that good. Ohio State for a few years. They fell off a little bit after Ezekiel Elliott's class left. And, you know, or they had Dwayne Haskins come in. They were good, but they weren't this good. Right. And now Ohio State is reloaded, and Michigan is not at that level. Shea Patterson is not as good as Justin Fields. Ain't happening. So it's – I think there is a gap. He can deny it. I think there is a gap. They're just – they're really good, and Michigan is just not at that level.
1: I would agree. Um And Penn State defeats Rutgers, no surprise there, 27-6. They will not be in the Big Ten Championship game with that loss to Ohio State a couple of weeks ago. But a pretty solid season for the Nittany Lions. Northwestern, they actually get a really surprising win. I I guess Illinois just didn't have anything to play for, I guess. They already had a bowl (laughs) game locked up. Um, But Northwestern, they get their third win of the season and their only win of the Big Ten season. Winning twenty nine to ten, I I honestly just have no clue what happened in that game. I guess is that even a I guess that's a rivalry game is what you would test that to both in the state of Illinois, but that shouldn't have happened. Indiana defeats Purdue. This is how a rivalry game looks in overtime. They win forty four forty one. Purdue misses out on a bowl game. They finish their season four and eight. Indiana eight and four. And Michigan State defeats Maryland 19-16 to to clinch a bowl eligibility due to Spartans. So, overall, a pretty strong season in the Big Ten. Um, there were some really big heavy hitters, of course, with Ohio State, Penn State, Minnesota up there, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan. They were ranked pretty much throughout the entire season. Um, never really deterred from that. And then there were some kind of surprises, Indiana, Illinois. Um, making some noise as well. But that's how the Big Ten finishes up. The Big 12, another impressive week. Texas, they get a win over Texas Tech, 49-24. Texas Tech falls to 4-8. Sam Ellinger, um, probably a disappointing season for Texas. Sam Ellinger was projected to be the preseason Big 12 player of the year. Texas was supposed to be able to beat Oklahoma and represent the Big 12 and they 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 finished seven and five, five and four in the big twelve. Kinda disappointing, but just you know, still bull eligible, I guess. Well, I think
3: they're just kinda taking everything with a grain of salt at this point. Uh they hit they hit that wall of Well, uh we're not gonna be able to compete with Oklahoma or Baylor. Uh it's not happening. Uh at first when they played LSU, that loss to LSU, you're like, wow, okay. Maybe They can compete with this Oklahoma team. Uh, But, like I said, they hit a wall. Uh, At this point, you're going to go and play for a bowl game. Take it how you will. Sam Ellinger's probably going to go pro. You know, just
1: enjoy what you can
3: right now because you're still getting to play another week. At what
1: point does the Texas is back, we're back, actually It's over. Does it ever happen? I I mean, my gosh! Every single year is like, all right, here they are, predicted to finish third in the
3: Big Twelve, unless Vince Young has a son that gosh can.
1: It's just just now. It's honestly a running (laughs) joke now in the big 12 of we're yeah. back yes texas is back They're number whatever top 10 in the ncaa and predicted to win the big 12 and all these things and then they finish seven and five unless vince young has a and... son
3: that's an exact copy of himself and goes to texas right then... like
1: i i don't know it's don't just know. kind of it's enjoyable as big 12 guys here to see this because texas this is how it for people who don't really realize in the Big 12, this is how it always is. It's always Texas or, or bust. Like, it's what it seems like because they have the most money, they have the largest enrollment, whatever. But they never live up to it. Everyone's like, oh man, you remember 2005 when Vince Young ran it in against USC and the Rose Bowl and the National Championship? Yeah, I do. But that was over 10 that years. Was that was over, years. That was 14 years ago. 14 years ago. Is that what we're oh, – well, what about Colt McCoy? Okay, that was what? Nine years ago? Great. Like I don't it's, – it's just funny for Big 12 fans to constantly be saying, well, Texas is back and then overrated. Every year overrated. It always happens. TCU, they oh man, they get eliminated from bowl eligibility by losing to West Virginia. West Virginia actually finished their season pretty strong. They finished five and seven from what it was. Um, they finished five and seven, but TCU, kind of disappointing, really. Um, TCU was way better than I would agree. How they
3: played down the they're stretch? They're
1: young. I mean, they have a true freshman quarterback, but so what? They're better than that. Uh, they shouldn't have. You have a defense like that. You should. They should have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would agree. should
3: be able to back up a freshman
1: quarterback. Losing to West Virginia and losing out on a bowl game. Oklahoma, like we said, defeats Oklahoma State, 34-16 in Bedlam. Baylor, man. Senior day in Lawrence, a tough one as Baylor wins 61-6. I didn't see that coming. Um, I think that was a good thing for for Baylor to say, man, I mean – I mean, that offensive momentum maybe could help them against OU in the Big 12 championship game. I don't know. Um, and then Kansas State wins their senior day against Iowa State 27-17. to 17. Um, Eight wins for Chris Kleiman in his first season, best ever first season by a K-State head coach. But in terms of the Big 12 as a whole, we talked about the Big 10 and some of those heavy hitters and all five of those teams being ranked pretty consistently. What were your thoughts on the Big 12 this season?
3: Uh, I think Oklahoma lived up to expectation. Uh, biggest surprise was probably Baylor, honestly. Oh, if yeah. you if you would have told me that Baylor was going to be competing for the Big 12 title at, uh, what are they? They're one
1: loss, aren't they? Yeah, 11 one loss. One? Only losses to Baylor. Or, oh, Not Baylor. to Oklahoma. Yes, Oklahoma.
3: If you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I'd think you're crazy. So, yeah.
1: But Baylor, Baylor has just found the right formula. Kind of like we, we both picked Minnesota as the surprising standout. Yeah. Baylor's a surprising standout. Exactly. So I think I'm not surprised Oklahoma is
3: up there. Right. Uh, they brought in Jalen Hurts. They they brought him in to reload. They knew that they they were right on the cusp, and they needed one extra piece.
1: And Jalen Hurts could be it. I don't know yet, but. You know they they I'm, reloaded. I'm curious to see what they're going to be like next year because they just seem to have these quarterbacks that you knew coming into the season were going to be beasts. You're like, oh Baker Mayfield, he's a beast. Oh Kyler Murray, he's a beast. Oh Jalen Hurts, he's a monster. Like all these guys you knew. Whereas next season, you're like, I don't really know. You know? Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, yeah, Baylor to me is my surpriser. I was wasn't surprised by OU. Similar to what we said, Minnesota surprise, Ohio State not. Um. I was a little disappointed in Les Miles' first season. Um, there was a lot of hype, honestly, surrounding that team, and they did—they got a Big Twelve win. Um, but there were some games that I don't know. I was disappointed in. It seemed
3: like they West got Virginia, up in yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, I mean, they lost to Coastal Carolina at home. No way that should happen. They lost to West Virginia at home. They got embarrassed by Kansas State at home. I mean, these are things that. Air, no one was, I wasn't expecting. I'm a K State fan. I can say all these things about KU, but I honestly expected them to be better. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens next year. But
3: maybe they just needed a year to get the kinks out. Uh, I know they're bringing in a lot of recruits, right? Uh, you know, they're. I don't know. It's hard to tell if they're on an up climb right now. Uh, they're going to lose some pretty big weapons. Uh, I mean, that that's unavoidable. So I think I can't even think. Of their running back Puka, Williams. Puka is he gone? He's I I, I th- couldn't tell you, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the the guy was phenomenal this year, despite how KU played. He's only a sophomore, so so Ooh. he'll stick around. He'll stick around. You, yeah, uh, less miles. I, assume. I think I think less miles needed a year to get it under his belt and realize, okay, what do I have out in Lawrence? Right. Well, now you know, right? And you know that. Well, if you don't finish games in the Big 12, you're gonna drop them, uh, and you can't lose the non-cons. Does not happen. Can't do it. Uh, so if they if they can manage to, you know, finish games a lot better in the Big 12, uh, start out quicker because they struggle to finish or to start games quickly and get on the board quickly, they can figure that out. Then maybe they, they could be something. I'm Not saying they could win anything but be better than three and six or whatever they were.
1: And then I'm pleased with Kansas State, obviously. I didn't expect um, the Wildcats to get eight wins in Chris Kleiman's first season. It's pretty impressive. Well, I'm not
3: surprised. I think K-State came into this season with a lot of high expectations too. Yeah. We'll uh, see what
1: happens next year. They lose literally their entire offensive line, so that's always crazy. Yeah. But um, And now our final conference that we've been looking at this season – um, we'll feature Bama and we'll feature LSU and Georgia. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but we look at what happened in week 14. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the highlights of this game. Pretty unbelievable ending. Um, Mississippi State defeats Ole Miss. I did see this. 21 20. Ole Miss ties the game up at the end, or they, they were, well, they scored. They scored a 20. 21 20. The Man who scored had a ridiculous touchdown celebration where he was like a dog. He was a dog pretending to urinate, right? And obviously drew a flag for that, um, which pushed them back on the PAT, which led to the missed PAT. Unbelievable! I can't imagine losing a rivalry game like that um, because of a excess, or not even a just an unsportsmanlike conduct. I was going to say excessive celebration, but. Unsportsmanlike conduct for just being dumb. I don't even. I'd, I'd say th- that was the
3: cherry on top what? for Ole Miss's season. Two and six, yeah. four and eight. Uh, what a better way to go out than i you. on your own season. I'm telling you, that's that was a bad <laughs> omen. Bad omen waiting to happen.
1: Missouri defeats Arkansas. They become bowl eligible. Six and six, even though. They can't make a bowl game, but they and they got six wins. And they fired but and Odom. Then they fired Barry Odom. I for Missouri, I can understand it because he's had some talent, especially when you think of you know Drew Locke and Kelly Bryant that he didn't really do much with. But what was it? His fourth or fifth season? I think it was his fourth. So and he was about five hundred. Yeah, yeah, I think like pretty much like maybe a game or two over 500. So, in the SEC, that's not good enough. uh, Yeah, I guess not. I
3: guess not. The SEC's tough. Kelly Bryant went there expecting to be be a
0: pretty good Mizzou
1: team. That's true. So, 500 was not what they were wanting. So Barry Odom goes down, and so do the Aggies of Texas A&M <laughs> in senior day in Death Ooh. Valley. Not a surprise. I mean, senior day in Death Valley with the way the LSU's been playing this season. They win 50-7. to Pretty dominating there. Um, and we look at Clemson. They defeat South Carolina. Uh, we, we don't really talk about Clemson and the ACC, but they were playing against an SEC team in South Carolina, so an in-state rival there. Clemson wins thirty-eight to three. Trevor Lawrence had three touchdowns, pretty effortlessly. He only had ten incompletions. Uh, he also led the team in rushing. <laughs> so I mean, South Carolina—they beat Georgia. It was like, oh my, they might you know make some noise, and then they no. finish four four and eight. Yeah, no, no. no. Georgia <laughs> defeats an ACC opponent yet again. Georgia Tech fifty-two to seven. I think that was important for Georgia. Um, normally, you just kind of grind it out, low scoring, run the football. Um, Jake Fromm had four touchdowns, looked really solid, put up 21 points in the third quarter. Wade went on to dominate, 52 to seven. They look forward to that SEC championship game. Um, Florida defeats Florida State, 40 to 17. Kentucky defeats Louisville. A lot of people on weekend sports kickoff picked Louisville. i, I picked pick Kentucky. i picked pick Kentucky. you pick Kentucky, too? Okay. But uh, 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 because I didn't put in the group right.
3: chat correctly, I didn't get that What, a,
1: what a tough, tough move. Uh, but Kentucky dominates LSU 45-13. Tennessee beats Vanderbilt 28-10. to Tennessee, with the way they started out, boy, they finished strong. They make it to a bowl game 7-5 and five on the season and the biggest game out of the SEC this weekend week 14 was the Iron Bowl Auburn wins 48 to 45 improved to 9 and 3 drop Alabama to 10 and 2 drop Alabama out of the college football playoff drop Alabama out of the top 6 of the AP uh just <laughs> unbelievable. That was the cherry
3: on top for their season, too. The Iron Bowl was their national title. Oh, yes. Especially this year because they realized that they're going to be going up against an inexperienced Mac Jones, who, by the way, played phenomenal. He did. I said he would play phenomenal. When I was picking this game, I picked Alabama. I was wrong. He had 335
1: yards and four touchdowns.
3: But the man has experience. If you watch some of the like breakdown videos on ESPN.com and all that. We talked about how Mac Jones at practice would be at the twos, and his experience mm-hmm. is getting to scrimmage against two attack of Iloa and the number ones. Right. It's pretty good. I mean, come on. Yeah. You're exactly. basically playing like you're going to go play at Ohio State or exactly. go play LSU. Exactly. So the man has plenty of I experience. Mean, he, I out,
1: he outplayed Bo Nix, and Bo Nix has been having a that, pretty phenomenal season.
3: He's been having a pretty okay season, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, he, he has, but are you surprised
1: that an Alabama quarterback a, a played better? A backup quarterback. Man's got experience. Yeah, he, and that's what and you've been saying, that, and so, you're I mean, pretty he's, spot on. He,
3: I think he played well, but Auburn, Auburn stepped up. This was, I mean, they knew that they had a chance to basically end Alabama's season. They were down
1: 31-27 at the half. They take the lead in the third quarter and they narrowly hold on. Alabama misses a field goal to try and tie it up late. And then it was just storming the field, chaos from there. Pretty unbelievable. It wasn't a kick six, crazy, but it was, I mean, one of the highest scoring still kick that Alabama Auburn games
3: ever. (laughs) I mean, did you? I mean, Alabama missed a field goal. Yeah. So, so I, I just like it ends, in, uh, ends basically you know, in the same way, it maybe. It all
1: ties back to the kick six yep. every time between these two teams. But Alabama out of the college football playoff, pretty unbelievable. Um, first time that that's happened. When we come back, it is time to preview championship weekend. We will start with college game day. We'll stick with the SEC. We're going to Atlanta, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Stick with us on Tuesday Takeover. Baseball fans, spring is slowly but surely approaching, which means it's time to tune into your Bearcat baseball team right here on the X-106. Tune in to Northwest Missouri State Baseball as they look to head it back into MIAA championship contention. Bearcat Baseball right here on the X-106.
3: Are you missing basketball season? Well, coming up this winter, you're defending national champion men's basketball team and women's basketball team are back in action. You can catch every home game live on KZLX or listen live on the TuneIn app to keep up with the action. Make sure to follow us at X106 underscore sports for any updates throughout the semester before the season tips off at Bearcat Arena. Do you like sports? No. I mean, do you really like sports? And Friday Take has you covered. Your one-stop shop for everything sports. From Bearcat events to the professionals, it will surely be a home run. Every Friday from noon to 1 with host Austin Hall and co-host Brandon Starlin. Only on KZLX 106.7 VX.
0: KZLX place for all Maryville Spoofhound football home games live from the Hound Pound catch the five time state champs in action plus pre and post game here on X 106 Championship weekend is
1: here on Tuesday takeover Osmond Norton and Nolan Brooks with you for the next hour or so and we will start first well look we've been uh, previewing three conferences mostly here on Tuesday Takeover due to time constraints and just the amount of crazy games and why, and teams that we follow pretty closely here, but we are going to go through the five power five conferences, the championship games, we're going to pick those games, we're going to preview, we're going to look at how those conferences finish this season, all of that, but first we will start with college game day, technically. Um, there's, I mean, you can kind of pick and choose which one you wanted to go to. They're all college game day games. But the one that will draw the most attention will be in Mercedes-Benz, will be in Atlanta, Georgia, between the Bulldogs and the Tigers, a quote-unquote neutral site for the SEC championship game. Just, I mean, it is the nicest stadium in that region of the country. It just happens to be in the state of Georgia. Very favorable for the Bulldogs. There will be a lot of Tigers fans there, no doubt. I would imagine it will probably end up being either 60-40, 65-35, something, something along those range. But this will be the first time that these two teams have met in the SEC Championship game since 2011. And you look back to that game in 2011. Georgia won, or Georgia lost, rather, 42-10. to 10. And on that team was DBU, Mo Claiborne, and Tyron Matthew, both still in the league right now. Um, And the Honey Badger dominated this team. So here's a second opportunity for the Bulldogs to try and redeem themselves. This time against maybe not an extremely impressive defense, but an extremely unbeatable offense in Joe Burrows and company. This is a really intriguing matchup. There's so many different, like, running backs, quarterbacks, defense, coaches. It's, it's, it's a pretty even one, and it's going to be a lot of fun. The biggest question mark right now
3: is, is DeAndre Swift going to play? Will this man be dressed up on Saturday? If he's not, right? I'm, I'm sorry, Jake Fromm. I know earlier on in this, in this show... I had you in the Final Four. <laughs> but if you don't have your starting running back, I'm worried for you, my friend. You Well, I call you my friend. I've never met you in my life. Anyway, well, I
1: mean, we know you listen to the show all the time, yeah, you, so you're basically our best. You're an
3: avid listener. Exactly. Anyway, I digress. I digress. <laughs> if DeAndre Swift does not play, I don't think this is going to be pretty bad. I
1: really don't. You don't think it'll be close?
3: I... I could see a 35-17, like a Ohio State-Minnesota score. Okay. Something along those lines. Something enough where Joe Burrows says, this is my conference this year. Right. But uh, Georgia
1: can hang around for a bit. LSU is a 7.5-point favorite. This game kicks off at 3 p.m. on CBS. Whew, I... I honestly agree 100%. Like this won't be like a 40 point this, blowout or anything. What you just said like convinces me even more in my pick of saying this is a game where coach O and LSU is like this is our conference this year. We own it. Let's go out there and win by 30. Like Let's not even make it a doubt. We, we defeated everyone who's come against us this year. A highly ranked matchup against Texas. A highly ranked matchup against Alabama. A highly ranked matchup against Florida. Every single time they've been quote-unquote tested, they have thoroughly handled their matchups. And a lot of those matchups being at home, but they have looked supremely confident and I think that one against Alabama showed me a little glimpse of that attitude that you're talking about, Nolan, of saying we knew we were better than this team. We set out to beat this team of being Alabama and beat that team. That was exactly what they said, pretty much in the, in the post game. And so, looking at this game against Georgia, I can see it being similar, saying we're here. We are going to prove that we own the best conference in the country, and Joe Burrow's could have an impressive performance and say, I'm your Heisman Trophy winner. Boom. Just like that. I think that's what we could really end up seeing. So what would you say, what would be your final score? We're going to give score predictions for all five of these matchups, because why not?
3: 35-17.
1: I like that. I would go... Like I
3: said, similar to Ohio State and Minnesota. The over under is 55. I'm going to write
1: this down. You're going to write down the scores? Okay, I like <laughs> that. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say LSU puts up over 40. I'm going to say it's like 42 31, 42 28 in that range. Which one? Uh, I'll go 42 28. 31. 31. That's it. 42, 42 31. 31. Final score. LSU. G-E-A-X, Tigers. That's go for Joe for B- Ed U- Orgeron R-R-E- language. Joe, <laughs> <U-X? laughs> <laughs> <Testing That's>, or- <laughs> Um That's Ed Orgeron language in case you're not very bilingual in that. Nolan and I, that's a class you offered at Northwest is Ed O language. Um, <laughs> we're both honor students in that class as you can tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We, and so that is going to be just truly a really fun game in Atlanta, in Mercedes-Benz, purple and gold versus the black and red. It's going to be a f- complete sellout. Georgia will have a lot of fans. LSU will have a lot of fans because they're both college football powerhouses. And down there, let me tell you, I went to Atlanta over the summer. Let me tell you, there are more SEC fans, more you know, Crimson Tide, Tigers, Bulldogs, LSU Tigers. Auburn Tigers, then Hawks, Falcons, and Braves, maybe combined. It's pretty impressive. That's going to be an incredible atmosphere. So are these other four. When we come back, we're looking Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, Pac-12. It's conference championship weekend. We're glad to be here with you on Tuesday Takeover X106.
0: You're listening to KZLX LP Maryville. X106. Off of turn number four, two drivers run door-to-door, beating and banging, racing to get to the checkered flag. Except now it's Monday, and you've missed it. Every Monday, from 3 to 4, Jacob Blair and Trevor Mater will get you up to speed on everything in the racing world. Race analysis, results, current driver standings, and the biggest storylines in the world of NASCAR and IndyCar. Listen live on the TuneIn app. Every Monday, 3 to 4, on X106. <laughs>
1: hello? Hi, day-to-day picks. I need your help. Will the Chiefs win the AFC West for a fourth straight year? Will the Cowboys be relevant again? Who do I need to make sure I keep my eye on for fantasy football? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down there. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and I will answer all of this and more Thursday from 2 to 4 on day-to-day picks. Hosted by Andrew Botwinick, only on X106.
2: If you like the X-106 sports team, make sure to check out our podcast and Bearcat Athletic Sports Updates. You can find those on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and other podcast outlets. Even if you missed us live, we will always be there one click away in your pocket or on your laptop. X-106 Sports.
1: Join us here on X-106 for live broadcasts of Northwest Missouri State Bearcat home games. In the fall, catch Bearcat football and volleyball matchups. In the winter, tune in for Bearcat men's and women's basketball home games. And in the spring, turn your dial to KZLX for Bearcat baseball. Every season, live home games from the sports crew at X-106 Sports. And welcome back to the number two college sports talk show in the nation, Tuesday Takeover, Austin McNorton, Nolan Brooks, here for the last show of the semester. Last time we get to talk college football with you, as next semester will be college basketball, which will be just so much fun. But last time we get to talk college football with you, we are doing a... Don't miss it, though. Tuesday night, I believe, we're doing a... um, College pick 'em, where I think we're going from like six to whenever. We're picking literally every single bowl game there is. Um, I, I stay tuned for like the details on that on our Twitter page at X106 Sports for the details on that. That'll be a fun one. But for Nolan and I, this is the last Tuesday takeover of the fall semester, and we will now look at the Big Ten. Championship game from Indianapolis, home of the Colts, for the Buckeyes as they get set to take on the Badgers of Wisconsin. A rematch from a game that we saw, well, when was this, back in, I want to say October, early early November, late October, where the Buckeyes defeated the Badgers 38, uh, yeah, late October. October 26th, the Buckeyes defeated the Badgers 38-7, to throw it out the window, doesn't matter, Big Ten Championship game now, all of the history, all of the stats, all of the numbers, is kind of thrown aside because it's almost just evened out, that's always my mindset I've had with these kind of games, um, just throw everything out the window, it's just like the start of the season essentially. Really intriguing matchup between Justin Fields, uh, J.K. Dobbins and company versus Cone and Taylor, and it's going to be great. Ohio State, 12-0, Wisconsin 10-2. and The Buckeyes are 16.5-point favorites. Wow. I mean, but you look at their games this season, have they really had a close one yet? No, they haven't. I mean, they have played twenty-eight
3: seventeen. I think is is their, cl- and that's one. a
1: double-digit eleven-point win over against a ranked against Penn State. number eight Penn State. So, as I like, I hope this is a close game. I think it'll could be fun. I don't think it's going to be. it uh, sounds like we're both pretty heavily on the <laughs> Buckeyes. From yeah, I'm you, taking Ohio from State. your nonverbal communication. You want to hear my score? I want to hear, yes. <laughs> I want to hear your logic. I want to hear everything. I know during the
3: break <laughs> I sounded just blown away by the 16 and a half. But the more I think about it, that makes sense. And I think that's not enough. Wow. 38-14. Okay. So they similar to? Similar to last time, but Wisconsin October. will get another one on the board. All right. 38-14. And Why? once you're just JK Dobbins for Ohio State is gonna control that very game. underrated you're gonna see very a underrated. run game in this I mean everyone knows that would that
1: lead to a low score though with with two teams that run the ball at an all oh, he's gonna be that good at running the football that he's gonna put up points I see where you're headed I got you I got you have you been watching I'm gonna try and reference this. You've been watching Lamar Jackson. I have been watching Lamar Jackson. My goodness. And that MVP or no? Yes, I would agree. Anyway, in that triple option, little little. It's a
3: very college football type offense. Yes. uh, I could see Ohio State using a run scheme because Justin Fields can run it too. Well, I know he can, but their defense is also way better than anything Wisconsin's seen. You saw that when they played each other in October. They only give up 12 points a game, 11.8 to be exact. They give up 91 rushing yards. (laughs) Okay, for Jonathan Taylor, that's a bad day, even though he had 76 this last week. He did have two touchdowns, though. Anyway, uh, I think this Ohio State team is the real deal, and that being said, I think you're going to see a run game where you're going to see Ohio State put up points quickly, and they're going to try and control this clock and not give Wisconsin a chance to maintain a time of possession. Wisconsin wins their games by time of possession. They run it down your throat, much like the Indianapolis Colts do. Oh, yeah. Marlon Mack. That's what Wisconsin does.
1: But Ohio State knows They're playing in the Colts' stadium. And? We had a camera in here. <laughs> Get a camera on the face. Oh, my god! And gosh. I have a GoPro. We'll just install it. Your point? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's an
3: issue at all. Uh, Ohio State, 38-14. What's your score?
1: <sighs> I'm going to lean to more of a... Low scoring? Yes. I would say it would be around 27... <sighs> 27- 13, 20, uh, 27 13. That's what I'm going with. So, a 14 point win for Ohio State. Look, I, I think Ohio State's the second best team in the, in the nation. Um, they've proven me right. I had them in my college football playoffs to be start the season. I believed in Justin Fields. Everyone kind of overlooked the fact that he was the best. A uh, high school player out of the state of Florida, transfer from Florida. One reason he was, in, or not Florida, Georgia. One reason he wasn't playing at Georgia was because of Jake Fromm. Hello, pretty good company yeah. to be with. Um, so, yeah, he only has one interception on the season. Thirty-seven touchdowns. He might be. He might be in New York for the Heisman ceremony. We'll see. But I like the Buckeyes to win the Big Ten, go undefeated, make the college football playoff at a top two seed. We look now at the Big 12, a, another rematch game, this time between the Boomer Sooners and the Baylor Bears. Uh, this one will be taking place on Saturday as well, and this will be the first kickoff um, of the four games on Saturday. Is the Pac-12 games actually on Friday night, but the uh, four other conference championship games, this is the first of them, an 11 a.m. kickoff on ABC from Dallas, Texas, Jerry World. Should be a pretty decent crowd for both. Um, obviously, Baylor, just a hop, skip, and a jump on the way. And Norman, a pretty easy highway travel down south. And we know Boomer Sooner Nation, there's, there's a lot of them in Dallas, certainly. So that'll be a really fun game and a rematch. Um, of course, when these teams met, Oklahoma stormed all the way back. They were down pretty substantially. They came all the way back and won 34-31. That game was played just a couple of weeks ago, um, back on November 16th. So here we are again. uh, Charlie Brewer versus uh, Jalen Hurts. Both pretty decent offenses. Baylor has the better defense. But OU does average 565 yards a game. (laughs) So this is a really interesting game. Oklahoma's a nine-point favorite. It's a the over under is sixty three and a half, so expect a they're, high scoring they're expecting game. No
3: defense apparently. Expect
1: a high scoring game. Two pretty good coach teams. A really fun matchup. I agree with you. Uh,
3: I think Baylor's looking at this game in a way of we need to shut them down this time. They, yeah. I mean, my goodness, they did in the first half. Be- And I said they needed to do that. I literally said (laughs) if Baylor's gonna win this game, shut Oklahoma down in a half and cruise in the second half with your defense that you have. And they did not. And they didn't. They didn't (laughs) didn't
1: listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. They didn't. They were up they were up thirty four to ten. My goodness. Or they were up thirty one to ten and they've lost thirty four to thirty one. You should not lose that game. They, they, shouldn't. He let Oklahoma score only 24 the Dallas Cowboys points. are
3: allowed to do that. Boy, I'm, t-
1: <laughs> I'm telling you what they allowed. Us. <laughs> uh,
3: that's another <laughs> conversation.
1: Another conversation. Nolan and I don't want to get, get into that right get now. The
3: nerves about to shoot out of our neck. Like <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, I think I think Baylor is coming out with the vengeance, <laughs> but I also think Oklahoma has now revamped. Uh, when Oklahoma lost, everyone thought they're done. Right. Oklahoma's out of this. Uh, No, Oklahoma's sitting very good right now. In fact, if Utah loses and Georgia loses, Oklahoma's probably getting in. Honestly. They probably will get in. Probably will get in. You beat Baylor twice, I think that's enough of a resume. Honestly, I do. And I think they're sitting too pretty right now. I think Jalen Hurts has experience in these situations before. Uh, I don't think Baylor does. The team that Baylor has right now, I don't think they have the experience to realize how big this is right now. You yeah. either play spoiler to somebody's season or you get in. It, it, and I don't, I don't think they have enough experience.
1: This one, and I think the all of these conference games are really, except for probably the Big Ten, are all college football playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because if Baylor wins they, have they get a in pretty good chance of getting in i would say why not i if oklahoma wins they certainly have a tremendous argument um, and then if oklahoma wins i think they are in and you agree so so who's your score oklahoma obviously okay i would agree 28
3: 24 okay so little okay who 28 24 come down to one possession.
1: Oh man, I hope I really hope that's the case. I would probably lean towards whew, Boy, this one's kind of tough because the can over under is 63. Would <sighs> they please give us a seven overtime? Oh, can you imagine? <laughs>
3: Could they please Maybe give the us most
1: four? exciting game in Jerry World this season? Yeah. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Nolan? <laughs> ah, ah! it's tough. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would probably lean towards hmm, 38, 28. I think Oklahoma kicks a field goal later or something. Like it's a one possession game throughout, but then they kick a field goal to make it a 10 point game or something. But I think it, you're exactly right. It's close throughout, but I, I like OU. I like Jalen Hurts over Baylor. I think you're exactly right with the moment. The moment is OU's been there, done that. Baylor's like Jalen Hurts we're has been doing it. It was like we're in Jerry World. Let's go. Jalen Hurts has won national right, titles. Right. It's like he knows. And Lincoln Riley has been in the college football playoffs every every year. So it's like we've he been knows. there, done that. Uh, whereas it's Baylor's like, Baylor's like, We have a chance. Like we're here. What's you know, it's like OU's I just feel like I have a different mindset of we're going to do it again, kind of, you know. So next we go to the ACC championship game. We don't really talk much about the ACC, mostly because there's no teams in our area to really mention. And it's terrible. (laughs) I mean, boy, this conference is just not good. Clemson just runs away with it. Um, They finish 12-0. They are facing off, off against the Cavaliers of Virginia after Virginia clinched this spot by beating their in-state rival and in, uh, the Hokies of Virginia Tech. They finished 9-3. Actually, pretty a decent season, but uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, what's well, Eat- Eatony uh, for Clemson, their running back. 28-and-a-half uh, point favorites for Clemson. That kind of tells me something. Um, 94.9% chance to win are the Tigers of Clemson. So kind of like telling me something there to say, oh, okay. So you're pretty, like you're favored. Look, Nolan and I think this team's a lock in the college football playoff. And in order to do that, you have to win this game. They will win this game. The question is, by how much? Right, you're going on Clemson? Yeah, I'm taking Clemson. I'm, I'm just Why kinda, is I'm, there any more justification
3: really needed than what I said? I'm just kind of looking at this back half of their schedule. If you want to,
1: let's see here: one, two, three,
3: four, five, six, six. Yeah, none of the games are close. If you if you look at their back half after Florida State, 45 points, 59, 59, 55, 52, <laughs> 38. You look at the front half; they put up 50 points. Twice. In the back half, they've done it every game except for South Carolina and Louisville. Uh, What I'm seeing right here is Clemson turned on the gas, turned on the the nitrous exhaust, Fast and Furious style for Trevor Lawrence. I see that they have turned it on for him, and they told him, Go. We're ready to compete now. We cruised for long
1: enough. Let's turn it on. Because you look at the beginning of the year... That's 45 tre- points per game, by the way, for Clemson. 45. Uh, at
3: the beginning of the year, <laughs> you look at it, 24 points against A&M. I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence had 94 passing yards against Charlotte. Granted, that's Charlotte. Only had 170 against Florida she State. He doesn't
1: have to do anything. <laughs>
3: Doesn't need to now. Exactly. Now, they're
1: telling him, "Go ahead and do something."
3: Oh <laughs> yes. man, he's
1: doing it. Yeah, you can see you can see the difference of when he's like actually playing and saying, "All right, I'm going to actually go all out and show you what I got." Thirty touchdowns on the season and over twenty eight hundred yards. I'd say that's
3: pretty good for being in as uh, a reserved year. If you haven't, yeah, if a you reserved haven't, year. If you haven't been looking at it, if you. If you watched Trevor Lawrence last year, you oh man, kid was lights out. You came into this year and you saw how about the halfway point. You are like, if you didn't notice by then that they were reserving him for a run, come on,
1: get ready. He to should this be throwing four hundred yards. A game. That's what makes, he
3: should be doing exactly what Joe
1: Burrows is doing. That's what I. Think but he's not because he doesn't this team need to. So scary, so scary in the college football playoff. Because and they got experience. Everyone's like, man, look at LSU. It's like, look who they've played. Look what they're doing. Um, it's like, man, look okay. what Ohio State's doing. I know the ACC not intimidating. Like, this is exactly what ha- this is exactly what happened last year. It was like, man, look what Alabama's doing. That's the greatest. Co- I said this on Clemson this show last year. Their teeth, I literally direct quote said this last year. Alabama's the greatest college football player, greatest college football team of all time. And then Clemson, because no one was looking at Clemson's like, ah, they play in the ACC. Yeah, they're okay. Trevor Lawrence is pretty good. But then they went out and were like, oh, we're the best in the nation. You just don't know it. I think that is what's happening right now 100%. I think they're preserving they're saying, it. I think so, too. They're saying, yeah. They're we, sitting
3: back, and they're, real, they're letting Ohio State, like, LSU, yeah, and we, all of them gain their ground because they know those are good teams.
1: It's like, okay. we But we, they have we, the experience to beat them. We barely beat North Carolina. We barely beat A&M. But we won. And now you're like – Oh, 59, 59, 55, 52. Oh, hold on a minute. What? What's that? Um, you look at those and say, are they going to win the college football playoff? Again, because no one's looking at them and they're going to be overlooked and then Dabo's going to way. I think they 100% want it that way. I think if they had their picking of which seed they would, well, when they, they were, would want seed number four. Well, when
3: they were at the five spot
1: before they, they got moved
3: it. back in, I told you that.
1: They, they wanted yeah. that. Spot. You said that on the show. You're like, they want five. They want five because I think they want four. They know <laughs> overlook right. us. Think Ohio State's better. Think LSU's better. Just like last year. Okay. Think that Alabama's better. Think that this won't be a close national championship game. You're right. It won't be because we'll dominate. I think it's it setting happen. up. I think it's setting up to be that again. I don't know if that'll happen. But I wouldn't be surprised. If it does, it wouldn't surprise me because everyone's like, ah, they play in the ACC, LSU, man, look at LSU. Look how good they're playing in the SEC. Look how amazing the SEC is. Oh, there's Clemson out of nowhere coming out and dominating. It could happen again. I mean, certainly you want my s- score boy. I do want your score for this game. Yeah. We kind of got off on a on a tangent there, but Respectfully a, deserving so, one, a deserving one. A deserving one. Thirty-five three. Yeah, I would say something. I would say 42-9. I'll go 42-9. 35-3 and Trevor Lawrence does not play. In the second half? In the fourth quarter. Okay, yeah. I don't think he plays in the fourth quarter either. Sorry, Virginia. This put, in, put like some kind of marking by this team when the college football playoffs come out. Because... They are probably the scariest team in that top four, in my opinion. That just isn't like being what, talked about because they're not being talked. That's what makes them scary. What did they're you say again? 42-10? two ten.
3: Forty two nine.
1: Forty two nine. Forty
3: two nine. Okay. It just. Yeah, I. <laughs> I think this they're is, scary. I think this is the least amount of talk about a reap about a defending national champion that I've heard in a while.
1: It's a really good point. I think you're right. Is anybody talking about Clemson right now? No, because they look back at oh well, man, you barely beat North Carolina, so you're probably not that good. Because they're in the okay? A- Cause, great, Cause, believe
3: cause, that. Because they're in the ACC, nobody like we've been saying, no one's talking about it. Right? I haven't heard anything. No, I haven't either. It's so like oh well, you. No bar- one's talking about them beating Wake. Think about who Wake Forest was two weeks ago, <laughs> fifty-two to three. It's just watch out for them. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, they're going to be I'm telling you. I picked him as my national champion. I'm keeping it. You Come did. on, man. Gosh, who did I? I think you
1: picked them as well. I think I did too as well. I think our whole panel picked them. I think we both had a, a Bama-Clemson rematch. Which obviously isn't going to happen. But Right. But we both had Clemson winning it. <sighs> we'll see. I don't want to jinx I wanna, them. I honestly want to keep that true. Also. I don't want to jinx them. But
3: folks, don't be surprised if Clemson is playing for another one. Don't be surprised. I, they're, Dabo knows. They're Dabo not, knows what he wants. They're he not talked about, and he's like Dabo knows. Dabo is. I might get a t-shirt. <laughs> Dabo knows. He he does. Just like Bo knows.
1: You know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dabo yeah. knows. He Move on. I think he's perfectly <laughs> content saying, keep us at the three or the four seed. That's where we want to be. That's right where you're that's where we want it. Yep. The Pac-Twelve title game. I got heated, folks. Hey, that, I mean, honestly, it's because we don't get to talk about we don't get to talk about them on this show. So and no one's talking about them on any platform at all. So it's watch out. They're scary. The Pac twelve title game, Friday night, the fifth ranked Utes of Utah completed their best best if i could words are hard and all best <laughs> regular season since 2008 have a meeting against the Ducks of Oregon who lost over the Thanksgiving weeks um, they ended up falling to Arizona State i don't even remember now yeah Arizona State 31-28 on the road a big loss for the Ducks which I think hurts the Pac 12 championship uh, chances of a championship game. I think if Oregon um, would have stayed, you know, whatever, 11 and 1, then I think they would have gotten the fourth spot over Oklahoma. But since it's Utah, I don't know. But it's going to be in a tremendous matchup. The first time these teams have met this season, uh, Oregon's only loss is to Auburn and Arizona State. Uh, Utah's only loss is to USC in Southern California. They're in the Coliseum. So, really good matchup here between these two teams. Um, Oregon out of the... um, I think they go... Do they go east and west, or do they go north and south? I believe... I want to say north and south. Part of me wants to... I do too, but Utah... Are they really... I think they go north and south too. Yeah, that's what they definitely do. And then Colorado and Utah are thrown into the south with – yeah, that's how, that's how they do it. So Utah representing the south, Oregon representing the north. What a tremendous matchup. Let's look. I'm looking. The um, line is six in favor of Utah. 47.5 is the over-under. Oregon puts up you, – you look on paper. It's pretty dead, dead, dead even. Both teams average 35 a game. Oregon only gives up 15. Utah only gives up 12. Both teams average over 452 yards a game. Both teams only give up under 245 yards a game. On paper, it's dead even. Good yep. luck picking this one. North, Friday night. North and south. Okay. Confirmed. I appreciate that. Friday night – at 7 p.m. on ABC. Who you got? There's no high school football, so.
2: <laughs> no <nope, I laughs>
1: high mean, school football. Sit in front of the TV. High school football. Watch, or, watch a Pac 12 championship game.
3: Pretty much done. Although, Missouri, the Missouri state title games are going to be playing this weekend. Good luck to Platte City against Web City. Oh, there you go. Good luck. There you go. Anyway, I'm going to take the Oregon Ducks, and here's why. I get it. You look at the stats; they give up 330 yards per game compared to 241 given per game by Utah. That is a
1: ginormous difference. I like how you're you're selling the listeners because this game is really up in the air. This so game like, is going to be a lot better we're selling than anything. We're selling it to you because on our picks, because it's really pretty even. Like if yes. you're picking Oregon, I can't argue with it. Okay. Large difference but in yards allowed. Continue no, no, with your good. sales pitch.
3: 106 rush yards allowed. Utah runs for 214 a game. That right there should be a good one to look at. Now, on paper right now, it looks like Oregon should lose this game by a close amount. What I'm going to run on, Oregon, this is another situation of experience. Oregon has been in this before. I know it's, it's not a Marcus Mariota situation. But Herbert came back for this season because he had unfinished business. And now, Oregon's sitting in a spot where, if enough people lose, they might just they might get back in and i think right now justin herbert's experience over huntley's experience is going to be enough this will be a close one 35-31 this is going to be a scorers game yeah. defenses are not going to matter this will be who can outscore the other one late and stop one stop one or the other on one play i think
1: 35-31 Oregon Ducks. (sighs) I think it absolutely comes down to the fourth quarter. I have... mm, I'm going to go with Oregon as well. Um, I have 31-27 in favor of the Ducks. Justin Herbert is the difference in this game. Utah has been playing at an incredible level. There's no argument. Um, I think Oregon... Uh, Maybe that game against Arizona State, I don't know, kind of refocused them. I don't know, whatever case you might make. They look good against Oregon State. Utah looked tremendous against Colorado. <sighs> this is a really, really intriguing game. There's not really one stat that stands out over the other. They are dead even. But I like Oregon. Um, I just think it's kind of what I was saying with OU and Baylor is kind of a... Uh, We've we've been here, you know. We know how to play in these type of games. Whereas Utah, it's been a while since new territory. Since what Alex Smith was there was their quarterback. So it's it's been a little bit of time. I like Oregon as well. Justin Herbert's the difference. But I mean, you look at that game. It is. I mean. The spread is six points. The matchup predictor thing is 51% in favor of Utah. So that's what that means is a coin flip. Don't bet on it. <laughs> going to Vegas, don't bet. Um, that's going to be an incredible game. Friday night, can't wait to watch that one. Championship weekend, my gosh, it's just it's loaded. There's so many great games. Uh, you got Ohio State. You got Wisconsin. You have Oklahoma. You got Baylor. ACC, Clemson, Virginia. Pac-12, Oregon, and Utah, and then, of course, SEC, Georgia versus LSU. Tremendous matchups all the way around. We also have some tremendous matchups coming up. It's time for the mascots, your favorite segment. Coming back, Championship Mascot Edition on X106. Are you
3: missing basketball season? Well, coming up this winter, your defending national champion men's basketball team and women's basketball team are back in action can catch every home game live on kzlx or listen live on the tune-in app to keep up with the action make sure to follow us at x106 underscore sports for any updates throughout the semester before the season tips off at bearcat arena
1: Baseball fans, spring is slowly but surely approaching, which means it's time to tune into your Bearcat baseball team right here on the X 106. Tune into Northwest Missouri State Baseball as they look to head it back into MIAA championship contention. Bearcat baseball right here on the X 106. Do you like sports? No, I mean, do you
3: really like sports? And Friday Take has you covered. Your one stop shop for everything sports, from Bearcat events to the professionals, it will surely be a home run. Every Friday from noon to one, with host Austin Hall and co host Brandon Starlin, only on KZLX
0: 106.7 VX. KZLX, the place for all Maryville Spoofhound football home games, live from the Hound Pound. Catch the five time state champs in action. Plus, pre- and post-game here on X106. Off of turn number four, two drivers run door-to-door, beating and banging, racing to get to the checkered flag. Except now it's Monday, and you've missed it. Every Monday, from 3 to 4, Jacob Blair and Trevor Mader will get you up to speed on everything in the racing world. Race analysis, results, current driver standings, and the biggest storylines in the world of NASCAR and IndyCar. Listen live on the TuneIn app. Every Monday, 3 to 4 on X106. Well,
1: the sun is set here on us on X106. Tuesday takeover, the number two college sports talk show in the nation. Austin McNorton and Nolan Brooks here with you for the final 30 minutes. And for the last show of the semester, we are bringing you your favorite segment. It's Mascot Matchup, the championship edition so we're going through the Power 5 conferences that we just previewed in depth through the actual football teams. Now we're just going to look at the mascots. Who wins? Put up your gloves. It's time. We're also looking at the Mountain West. We're going Conference USA, Sunbelt. Um, we, of course, had to throw in the greatest college football game of the entire season, Army, Navy. And then we're even going Division II because we've got to have some Bearcat something in here, right? I mean... We've got to. So we will start first with the Pac-12. We were just talking about it Friday night. Now we're looking at the mascots. You know, as much as like as much fame and as as recognizable as the Oregon mascot is, I mean, you see him in every commercial and pretty much everything. He's kind of a tough mascot to win in these type of scenarios. I mean, does he – does the Oregon Duck beat anybody? What, what scenario does the Duck actually win? Maybe like a fish or something? Yeah, see, this, there's not a many of those fish. mascots out there. Like, there are very, very few. He'd probably beat a Buckeye. That's probably what, he, uh, what he'd beat because the, now there's literally nothing a Buckeye would win in my opinion. I, I literally can't even think of anything that pops to my mind that would win. But we'll stick, we'll stick with the Ducks taking on the Utes. Now, if you don't know a Ute, believe rides on a horseback with guns. So,
3: their, but their their mascot is a red-tailed see. hawk.
1: Ooh. See, yeah, are we are we going with? Gosh, I don't know. That's tough. I would go with the
3: red-tailed hawk
1: and it's i would swoop, still take yeah them. swoop a red-tailed hawk is the mascot of the youth. So, i would take the youth. originally the school's mascot was a native american
3: which they can't do that
1: which they dropped that in favor of the red-tailed hawk so i would still take the hawk over the duck yeah though. i'm going to take that's the hawk that's a tough one duck. i mean <laughs> that was actually made it a little more of a close matchup for oregon but i'm i'm still taking the i'm still taking the red-tailed hawk there so, the Utes, both going with the Utes, going to the Pac-12, Boomer Sooner, if you don't know, and the Baylor Bears. Now, this is interesting because a Sooner is obviously the, the Wagons who jumped the gun on um, the, what was it, land the Rush to California, I believe is what it was, for the, the gold and... Um, but... A bear is a pre- A bear is a pretty re- impressive creature.
3: If you think about it, the sooner is like a horse, right? Masc- like he's and a, a I horse. think of a
1: horse and a covered wagon. That's what I think of. So I'm going with the bear. I'm going with the bear. Yeah, I'm going with the bear too. I'm going to assume that they the Sooners don't have guns, which is a factor in my opinion. Because if they had a gun, then maybe. But even then, I think if a covered wagon. Is, let's say they're just they're just driving out in the prairie or wherever they, wherever they may be, they see a bear, they're turning that thing the uh, one eighty the other way. They're not they're avoiding it the way even if they had guns they're avoiding it because the bear would win. I'm going with the bear. Yeah, I'm going to go with the bear as well. Ah, <sighs> so we're both in agreement so far. Now we're going next to the. It shouldn't be close. It shouldn't be close, and I like. I, Bulldogs versus tigers so far, these matchups are pretty rough honestly the, the closest one we 've probably had so far is the ute versus the the duck, which isn 't really that close, but a tiger versus a bulldog i 'm sorry. Dogs dogs I mean if you're a dog versus cat, I mean, try try and give me an argument in this one. It the cat wins. The cat win the big cat wins this one.
3: (laughs) It's a tiger compared to a bulldog. It's a (laughs) house animal. Ain't even
1: close. Tigers. It's, uh, It's a massacre in that one. Tigers, badgers and buckeyes. Like I said before, does a buckeye beat anything ever? No. Here, I found something funny. So I looked up
3: what exactly Brutus Buckeye is. Right. Right. Okay. There's... (laughs) Brutus the Buckeye. Right here, this says, The nickname is used for the mascot Brutus Buckeye, who is basically a giant nut. Right.
1: And if you've seen pictures, that's that's what he is. And Honey Badger don't care. (laughs) Oh, my God. That may be, honestly, that may be the quote of the year on this show because that's probably the greatest video maybe YouTube's ever had. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger does not care. It's eating the nut. Yeah. It's eating it. So both going, we've agreed on all four up to this point. Um, this one is actually a little more interesting. Clemson Tigers, so another Tiger, this time taking on the Virginia Cavaliers. Now, the Cavaliers – I picture a mustachioed gentleman with a feathered hat and a uh, sword. Are you picturing the same individual? Yes. So a sword versus the tiger.
3: How good is this cavalier? See how
1: that's a really good point. Like how effective is this cavalier with his weapon of choice? That's a really, I think, important note.
3: I think the fact that the Cavalier has to get close enough to try and take out the Tiger is...
1: I would agree. So I'm... Tigers. I'm, Just because... I'm going to go with the Tigers too. Like I, I, I think What I picture a Cavalier is it, is somebody who has you, never seen a Tiger before. A Cavalier, it can't outrun the Tiger. It has no strength over the Tiger. All it has is a reach advantage. That's all it has. That Tiger can just overpower him, boom, all right there, right there. So he has to be a pretty unbelievable sword, you know, aficionado. Like, <laughs> if he takes one miss swipe, gun, game over, yeah. game over. So I, it's, I'm leaning with the Tigers as well. We're going to continue to agree. Now, here's probably my favorite mascot of all time. Um, other we're going to agree on this one, too. Other than the Campbell Camels, it is the Hawaii... Which we're avid fans which of. Which we're avid fans of um, <laughs> since episode number one. The Hawaii Rainbow Warriors are taking on... This is the Mountain West Conference Championship game taking on the Boise State Broncos. Rainbow Warriors is my second favorite mascot probably of all time. Because this guy... You seen a picture of this guy? No. A killer. I mean, huge, huge Hawaiian. You're talking like Maui? I'm like- talking like Maui. Yep, 100%. When you think of the Rainbow Warrior, think Maui. That's a great picture to instill in someone's, in someone's head. Intimidating, though, because this man has like black face paint around his eyes and all these different things. So I'm gonna go with the Rainbow Warrior. I believe it has a like a spear or some sort of well, like it has some kind of kind of weapon. Maybe not. I don't know, but just the sheer size, it's taking out the Bronco. And because the Rainbow Warrior is cool. Uh, it might be the name alone, honestly, that gets it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So the we're going Rainbow Warriors as well. Yes. Did you look up a picture of this guy. Yeah, I just did. What a beast, man! What a beast. The Blazers of UAB, Stephen Chappell's featured here is school of choice. The Blazers taking on the Florida Atlantic Owls, Conference USA. If you don't know, the Blazers are dragons. It's dragons. So, the St. Close. St. Close. Honestly, out of all the mascots we have on here, the dragon might beat them all. Maybe the Knights, I don't know, if you want to go like truly medieval, but they might win you this Wolf- trick. See, that's I was just you read my mind. Come on. We got the chemistry. You read my mind. I was like Knights can beat that dragon. They can. They can. Um so this we're, ain't both, close. we're both going blazers, not close. Uh now we're going Sunbelt. The Louisiana I think this is kind of interesting because these are both individuals that are unique to the region. The Louisiana Raging Cajuns taking on the Appalachian State Mountaineers, both individuals local to the region. A Raging Cajun in Louisiana, perfect. I'm, I'm It's like, p- perfect. And then a Mountaineer in the Appalachian Mountains, also perfect. So, honestly, this is probably the closest matchup we've had. I kind of want to look up a picture of both of these guys. <laughs> Are you looking up a picture? <laughs> All right, I'm going to pull it up, too.
3: I just pulled up a picture of the Raging Cajun. He is a... A cayenne pepper that is
1: <laughs> got arms and legs. What a tremendous description! Appalachian <sighs> State mascot. Let's see what this mountaineer is. He a similar? Is he similar to the West Virginia mountaineer? Like, does he have a musket and like a coon hat? Um, let's see. This is this is great um, because they're both just very similar. To the region. Now, this guy has a black beard, a like flat bill. He looks Amish, like the flat bill like hats that you see, um, black with the black beard and the overalls. See, here's a picture. So, to me, a raging Cajun seems a little more crazy, a little more like not I feel afraid like he of can anything. Shoot fire out of his hands. Exactly. Like he's, he's just so above pepper. and beyond. That he's not afraid of anything, and he will run into the front lines and just yeah, that's pretty intimidating. I'm yeah, raging. Cajuns. I'm gonna go with the raging Cajuns. Yeah, so we have agreed on all. Agreed on all. Now we're going the greatest college football game of the season: Army Navy, the Knights versus the Midshipmen. I don't know I really I really don't know how to even like pick this one because the midshipmen you know you got the battleships of course they're
3: ah, man and then the knights the midshipman is a a goat goat bill the it's his name is Bill the goat hmm live goat. Also represented by a costumed midshipman. Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting one. A large goat, very similar to North Carolina. This one is this one's tough. Whew. I'm going to take the knight. I'm going to take the midshipman. You think a, a gigantic goat can be at a well,
2: knight?
1: I think more of I don't know. I think more of like the battleships and that kind of stuff rather than. But that's not what it a is. But it's it, a goat. But it is. But it
3: it the is the mascot goat. though that's dressed up in the costume is a goat.
1: Okay, so if we're going if we're going based on that then yes i would go with the knights but if we're going the it's actual, not it, if we're going the actual so here's the two different differences if we're going with the actual mascot then i'll agree i'll go with the knights but if we're going with the names i'm going with the midshipmen if we're going with the names then yeah it's just
3: a okay, giant, so we, giant naval ship so we agree again <laughs> which one do you want to go
1: off of Let's just leave it like that. We're both agreeing. <laughs> we're both agreeing. We don't win. and We don't lose. Right. We're both okay. agreeing that if it's the mascot, the physical mascot, then the Knights win. If it's the the names, then Navy wins. I mean, how can you pick against both of the teams that that represent our country, USA? Let's eat. <laughs> <laughs> now for our final one, we're going to Division Two. This is a championship game, Super Region Three. It's Elite Eight. So. Elite Eight, but it is the Super Region Three Championship game, so that's why it's included in this. The Bulldogs of Ferris State against the Bearcats of Northwest. I'm going to go with the Bearcat. It seems like a more vicious creature, or well, similar in talking, size, I would say. Are we talking the
3: actual? I'm going with Bearcat? the actual
1: creature, I'm going not Bobby Bearcat. I'm going with the actual. I'm going with the actual. Although I. If we were going, if we were going with the physical mascots itself, then who would win? Because they're both Bobby the exact bearcat. same size. Bobby's I think bearcat. Bobby. Be- I think the Bearcats win. Win either way, honestly.
3: You know what? Yeah, I think a Bearcats going to a more vicious? Yeah, because it's like,
1: if a bulldog came across a bear cat, it would probably like like scare it off I mean, like intimidate. But if it was actually like, we have to fight each other, like this scenario, we have to fight each other. The Bearcat, I think, wins. It's a little more, like, aggressive, vicious, whereas the yeah. Bulldog is like, I'm going to bark at you and, like, you make you run away. But in this scenario, that's not going to happen. They're not going to run away. I'm going to go with the Bearcats. Yeah, I'll go with the Bearcats as well, not being biased. Well, of course. Why would we be biased? I mean, we're sitting here in Maryville. That makes no sense. I mean, no. I mean we haven't – I mean, do you even own a green Northwest t-shirt? Honestly. No. I mean – What's this hat I have on? I don't even. Pfft. I don't know. Not important. <laughs> we both going. With, we agreed on every single pick. I can't believe it. There's some tremendous matchups in there, but then there's some that are just like the the Buckeyes. I don't think beat anything, and the Blazers. I don't know if they lose to anything. The Raging Cajuns. They, they they're up there as well. It's some cayenne tremi- pepper. There's the some- <laughs> Dragon
3: would eat the cayenne pepper. <laughs> there's some
1: tremendous matchups. My gosh. There's also some craziness going on in college basketball. History has been made in college basketball. We'll tell you what that is coming up on Tuesday Takeover for final final 10, 12 minutes here.
0: Every Thursday, feel free to come hang out with us at Student Media Day.
3: You
2: listen to me, and you listen
3: good. You can grab a copy of the newspaper, sit in on Cat Chat, request a song, and participate live on X106.
0: That's what I was telling you before!
3: It's Student Media Day, every Thursday from 11 to 1, in the second floor of the Student Union.
1: Hello? Hi, Day-to-Day Picks. I need your help. Will the Chiefs win the AFC West for a fourth straight year? Will the Cowboys be relevant again? Who do I need to make sure I keep my eye on for fantasy football? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down there. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and I will answer all of this and more Thursday from 2 to 4 on Day-to-Day Picks. Hosted by Andrew Botwinick, only on X106.
2: If you like the X-106 sports team, make sure to check out our podcasts and Bearcat Athletic Sports Updates. You can find those on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and other podcast outlets. Even if you missed us live, we will always be there one click away, in your pocket or on your laptop. X-106 Sports.
1: Final 10 minutes here on a Tuesday. Austin Norton and Nolan Brooks here with you. It's time for college basketball. We're talking college basketball from January till April on Tuesday Takeover once the 2020 year begins. But we are going to end our 2019 year with basketball as well. And we will start first with history that was made um, in the AP poll really some crazy shakeups uh Louisville now the number 1 team in the nation Kansas jumps up to number 2 Maryland jumps up to 3 here <laughs> here's the big one Michigan they jump from 26 in the nation which is unranked which is unranked up to number 4 um what like so Michigan They just played, they have played so far this season, Appalachian State, Creighton, Decent, Elon, um, I believe it's HB, it says HB, I don't know who HB, Iowa State, they beat North Carolina, they beat Gonzaga, both ranked inside of the top 10. And I will add, they beat them pretty handedly, 73-64, 82-64. Against North Carolina and Gonzaga. They beat Iowa State 83-76. So they've beaten two ranked opponents this season. None of the other teams have been ranked. They won the... Battle what? for Atlantis. Battle for Atlantis tournament. I was trying to remember which one it was. Jawan Howard was dancing. This team's the number four team in the country. I mean... I, I can't really believe it. I mean... There. Well, no, because coming into this year, it was supposed to be
3: the rebuild year where Jawan Howard's in his first year as a right. coach. It was supposed to be the, all right, you know, Michigan was in the national title game, but maybe I this just... is a down year. <sighs> nope, nope, a lot of senior leadership on that team. Uh, Michigan might be might be the real deal.
1: Yeah, it's I, early. And and, and it's really I early. 100% think they're a top 25 team. No doubt about it. But top 5? That's an unbelievable jump. Do they deserve to be number 4? At this point, yeah. Okay. Why? When 22, you
3: 22 I lead. think about who they were at the beginning of the season. Ah, but 22 think about spots? Think about who they were. And then you go and you beat Carolina
1: by, what was it? Uh, they won eighty nine or something? They won 73-64, um, so nine.
3: So nine. And then you win by 17. 16 or 17. 18, actually. 18 against uh, eighth-ranked Gonzaga. And Carolina was sixth. I think you deserve that spot. <gasps> Started the year undefeated, played a tough Iowa State team. I think they deserve it. 100%. I think they honestly... I knew it was going to happen, though. They had talked about it right after they beat Gonzaga. The first thing all the analysts were talking about was, don't be surprised if Michigan jumps into the top five because they just
1: beat two top ten opponents handedly and quickly. I honestly think they deserve it, but I'm surprised it happened because... Jumping up that much it's literally has never, it's really, hap- it's never
3: happened. It's just because it's really early. And if we it's were early, like, yeah. If we were in like j- end of January going into then, February, then yeah, no, that wouldn't. Okay, okay. So no. that's
1: why, okay, that's your justification for it. Yes, okay. it's, it's early enough on that if that you. That it can be done. If your schedule's good enough and you play like that, then yeah. Now, if they beat Louisville tonight, then. That's a serious statement. I think. I thought they would have. I once I saw those two outcomes, I was like, okay, they're probably going to move up to like eleven or twelve. It's like, oh, number four. Okay, wow, that's never happened. Um, so, yeah, I think that's obviously the biggest shock of the AP poll. The other teams if that we, Michigan beats Louisville tonight, they'll be number one in the country. I would agree. Yep, I would agree. Um, the other teams that we look at here on Tuesday takeover Tennessee 21 Baylor 18 um, Auburn 14 Michigan State 11 Kentucky 8 Ohio State 6 Michigan 4 Kansas 2 Kansas only team out of the big or tw- uh, Kansas and Baylor only two teams in the Big 12 um, the Big 10 has a couple SEC a couple but it's primarily dominated right now by the Big East and the ACC. Um, Big East with Butler, Villanova, Seton Hall. Um, Vill- did I say Villanova? Um, Dayton. Dayton, yep, Dayton. Um, but. Dayton's going to be a so, yeah, problem
3: in the tournament. Dayton is
1: going to be a problem. So, did now you that watch that game? Against KU? That was Man. S- fun. That was a lot of fun. Dayton is going to be terrible. That was a good win for KU, though, as well. Um, so, we are going to pick some games here in the final five minutes. There are some tremendous ones tonight. We are looking... Is this th- the official first pick These are the first official picks. For you and I. Or do you just want to wait until the conference season starts? Uh, here's some good games. There's some good games here. They're done with let's tournament do play. Let's do it, yeah. Why not? Let's, let's start it. So, here's the first official start of Tuesday Takeover for college basketball. We start first with two games tonight. We'll pick through them quickly. Um, sadly, but we will go first with number four Michigan. Like we were just talking about at number one Louisville tonight at six, KFC Yum Center on ESPN. Nolan, who you got?
3: Oh man, I'm so sad we have to do this so quick. So am I. <laughs> oh man, because Michigan Louisville is humongous right now.
1: Rematch of the national championship game. Oh man. That was a great national championship. Game. Oh anyway, man, Holy what was that? Twenty fourteen or thirteen? I think it was thirteen.
3: Oh, oh man, Louisville plays really, really, really good defense, and they rebound very well. They do. They do. Michigan plays really good defense, though. I'll take I'll take Louisville
1: at home in a close one. I'm going to go with Michigan. I'm going to ride the hot team. I'm going to ride the hot team. I'm going to pick three straight wins over ranked opponents, and I agree. I think they would move up to the number one team. Um, This is Louisville's toughest test of the season by far, whereas Michigan has played those tough teams. They know how to play in these tight, close games, and they have done so to a very effective rate. Juan Howard's got something going there. I think that team's going to be fun to watch. Duke at Michigan State also tonight in East Lansing. Young Guns of Duke, veterans of Michigan State, a rematch of the Elite Eight game that we saw last season where Zion lost to Cassius Winston. Whew, I think Cassius Winston will get the job done over Coach K again. I'm going to go with the Spartans.
3: Uh, yeah, I'll take Michigan State at home as well. Uh, experience is going to prove good for them I this think year. The uh, they've gotten their losses is huge. out of the way. Okay. To be honest, I think they've gotten some losses out of the way that hurt them. Right.
1: And they're going to move on. Now they're like refocused, regrouped. One more
3: tough matchup. All they I need. like that. Michigan State.
1: Tomorrow night at 8.30, Ohio State takes on North Carolina in Ch- uh, Chapel Hill. The B- Buckeyes actually number six. North Carolina number seven. I'm going to go with North Carolina at home, though. I think. Ohio State has actually proven to be a pretty solid team, I think they will be this season in the Big Ten. But North Carolina, to me, at home, they don't lose very often, and they're playing really solid right now. So I will go with the Tar Heels.
3: Yeah, I'm going to take the Tar Heels at home uh, as well. Coming off of of a loss to Gonzaga, they're going to regroup. Cole Anthony and that group right now are going to be very dynamic in the ACC, me Carolina.
1: Now we go to... uh, Arizona at Baylor number twelve, the Wildcats travel to the number eighteen bears in waco that 's on Saturday at eleven um, oh, this one is interesting because Arizona has a lot of talent, a lot of high flyers, but Baylor has is a really tough team to play for your first time because they play the weird one three one zone that Scott drew always plays and they are so fr- – I don't know how Scott Drew brings these guys to Waco, Texas, but I swear every year he has these guys who are six foot eleven, wingspans and just ridiculous, and that's why they play in that zone so well. So I'll go with the Bears at home. I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with the home teams except for Michigan so far. Man.
3: You know what, Austin, I agree with you. Being a fellow – Big 12 fan that I am I know that Baylor is a tough team to go play against On the road Right now they're ranked again this year And I think they could be a problem So yeah, I'll take Baylor at home
1: I think Arizona's going to struggle Saturday night in lovely Lawrence, Kansas A rematch of the Big 12 foes Colorado at Kansas I'll go Allen Fieldhouse can't win there, it's impossible Give me the Jayhawks Yeah,
3: I'll take the Jayhawks at home as well, they are also riding good momentum after winning Maui. the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. Yep. So uh, yeah,
1: give me North tools. Carolina at Virginia. I'm going to go with the Cavaliers at home. Um, their defense is still consistent this year. They lost a lot, but it doesn't seem like it.
3: <laughs> so
1: what I'm concerned,
3: what I want to see in that situation is if Cole Anthony can outperform the Virginia defense. But inexperience has always shown us that Virginia's defense knows how to hold down a high score. And I will take
1: Virginia at home. Final game and final 30 seconds here on Tuesday Takeover. Number eight, Gonzaga, travels to number 22, Washington, a a non-conference matchup for the Huskies. I think this is interesting because Washington's pretty good. They defeated Baylor this season, a big win for them. I'm going to go with Gonzaga, though. It'll be tough. On the road, it could be a tough one for Gonzaga, but I think they just have that experience, and will get the job
2: done.
3: Yeah, Gonzaga on the road for me as well. They're uh, upset that they just got obliterated by Michigan. Uh, I don't see that happening the rest of the season.
1: I think they could run the table, so Gonzaga. What a semester here. What a college football season. Enjoy the bowl season. Enjoy the college football playoffs. Enjoy the holidays. Merry yes, Christmas. Enjoy all. your
3: family. Go home. Open some presents. Enjoy your time with everybody. Happy
1: New Year's. We'll see you in 2020. For Get Brooks. a rest from our voices. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you need it. You need it. For Nolan Brooks, Austin McNorton, thanks for tuning in to the number two college sports talk show in the nation. Tuesday Takeover. We're back next semester. It'll be a blast. College basketball. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Thanks for tuning in tonight, Tuesday Takeover.